Blog Talk Radio.
clock ticking like we're running out of options. Villains in the White House, heroes in their coffins. Leaders double cross while we kneeling to our crosses. Who's policing the police? Why they stalking? All lives matter to your color, which the target. Fox rounding up the sheep for the slaughter. Money over people while they're reaching for that dollar. All I see slides on the screen. Land of the free, but what the free? What does it cost to let us freeze? King had a dream, but we all still asleep, huh? They rob you blind and knowledge is a crime. This sh- designed to keep you on the grind. Rice and shine, cause now it's the time. We all got body if you open up your mind. Wake up. Wake up, wake up, sound the alarm. Revolution time has come. Wake up, wake up, sound the alarm. Tell the people here come the storm. Wake up, wake up, sound the alarm. Revolution time has come. Wake up, wake up, sound the alarm. Ring the alarm, ring the alarm. Wake up, 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 wake up. Ain't nothing impossible, I tell myself that I am possible, I know that devil is out there and plotting those plans to stop me and put me in hospital bed, I say yo, I will not be toppled, I'm down with Jesus and I roll with the apostles, we got that big love, that love that's colossal, we meditate, ain't no need to get hostile, you cannot penetrate me with that hate, we got that good vibration on vibrate, stay on that way up cause we elevate, we got that big love, that love heavy, wait, 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 that's the gospel. That's the mother gospel. Oh, that's the gospel. That's the mother gospel. I tell them, yo, the movement's unstoppable. Pausing the flow, that is not optional. I let them know everything's solvable. When you know science, everything is plausible. I am defiant. I'm also logical. Politicians be tripping, they comical. So I sit back and listen to audio. Spiritual hip-hop, I call that hypnoticals. We Buddha boy, B-boy phenomenal. We Zulu kill zombies in Chronicles. We ain't falling cause we ain't dominoes. That revolution is on go, go, go. That's the gospel. That's the mother gospel. Yup. That's the gospel. That's the mother gospel. Good evening, family. Welcome to One Love, One Connection, One of Us. And tonight we're going to talk about some things we accept as the norm shouldn't be. But before we get started, we're going to go ahead and get prayed in. And I think that we will do, honey, what do you think we should do? The Lord's Prayer or the Anabakoa? Anabakoa, give me love, Okay, so we're gonna do the Anabakoa, and we will be right back. Anamukoo, 
And we are back. And so, as I said earlier, today we're going, our subject is some things we accept as the norm that accept as the norm shouldn't be. And you know what? One of the reasons, what was that? Yeah. You know what? I just wanted to mention, um, in conjunction to that title, that the one of the powers of the Anabakoak prayer is to remove the influence of negativity in the physical realm and to remove the limitations of time consciousness and the limitations of space. I just wanted to add that because people have a mindset to accept things that are normal when they're not normal because of the negative influence. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So let us explain what we mean by normal. There are things that we do, there are activities that we do as human beings that we have been conditioned to, and because we've been conditioned to them, and because the mass majority of people do them, then we think that that's the way it's supposed to be, and that that is the norm. And that's not necessarily the case. I mean, one of the reasons why we as human beings are here on the planet is to make this world a better place. <laughs> I mean, and let's just say all of us have our have our idiosyncratic idiosyncrasies. We have our habits. Um, we have we have these things that we may have picked up along the way that don't necessarily serve our greater good. So one of the reasons why this particular subject came up, and I think I had, you know, I I was still, uh, you know, I came to like the tail end of reeling from an experience that of somebody else's norm, but uh, King um, has some business associates, and there was a lot of bickering back and forth through text messaging, which you know. I, it's never a good practice because there you have in black and white in a place that is always going to be hold your conversations. You're having an argument with somebody, and and um, you know, there was so much bickering back and forth that I think King had made comment that you know we should stop this and we should reserve our our thoughts and our ideas until we meet in person and somebody actually you know texted back well you know what this is the norm this is this is you know this is something that's not new to you <laughs> not new to our organization we you know it, it's normal and I, was, and I guess I guess there was a part of me it was like you know as much as arguments cause confusion chaos and disorder and when you think about it, almost uh, it, there there is a statistic of organizations that are just beginning 
um, that 83%, 83% of businesses, new businesses fail, there is something that's not right about that. And, you know, you don't want to bring that type of dissension into your organization, but it, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, I mean, it goes beyond just the organization. We're just talking about relationships in general and this idea that, that you can bicker back and forth and that something conducive is going to come of that. I just think it's like, you know, not, not really operating in a space of understanding, you know, how to create harmony, how to get to a place of agreement. Because the thing is, is that when you use hurtful words, that, you know, the, okay, so <laughs> let me, let me qualify this and say, yeah, I, cause I feel some way about this. I mean, really, um, and, and we're going to go just beyond personal conflict, but here's my thought about, arguments or disagreements. Let me qualify it and say disagreements. So in a disagreement, you have to, you have to make a decision as to what do you want your final result to be? If, you know, and if you are in whether or not it is worth your time to even go down that track. So, I'm going to use it for instance because, you know, uh, I look to resolve conflict all the time. Um, I've had to actually put this into practice, but my relationship with the (laughs) ex-husband. Okay. So he tends to be a bit of an argumentative person. Well, I don't want to have an argument with him. You know, it, it's, it's a waste of time and it is, it it is, (laughs) it's a waste of time. And I, I don't, I don't benefit in, in any way from getting into a conflict with them. So I'm always looking to, for a way to diffuse the situation. So recently we had a situation where I'm going to be transparent and tell you guys about my business. But the uh, the oldest son <laughs> the oldest son calls me up and tells me that his dad is kicking him out of the house, and and I'm like <laughs> I'm like okay so there is a lack of communication going on here and like all of a sudden you're telling me to you know you need me to come and get you. So I talk, you know, I talk with my, I, I talk with the ex-husband, and he says that the older son has been disrespecting him, and that, you know, and that, uh, <laughs> and that, you know, he can, he, you know, he's been doing all this work and whatnot, blah blah blah. That aside, he wants an apology from the older boy, and he's been talking to him and talking to him and talking to him, and not fully recognizing and understanding why it is that the son is behaving this way. So I talked to my son and we got him to a place of recognizing that it is best to be in a place of honoring your, you know, honoring and respecting your father. 
and and what would he want his relationship with his children to be? And then after that, we got him to a place of recognizing, like, okay, I would want a better relationship with my father. I would, you know, I would not want my children to talk to me the way I've been talking to my father. And, yes, I will apologize. But here, here's, here's what's going on. My father has been cursing me out. My father has been doing all of these things, and he's like, you know, you know, he felt disrespected. He's getting disrespected because he's getting disrespected. I'm paraphrasing because that's not exactly what my son said, but that was pretty much what he was saying. So I told my son, I was like, okay, I will talk to your father. Now, mind you, talking to, talking to my ex-husband can have its challenges because he gets really defensive when you, when you point out what was going on. So I go, you know, I go back and I says, you know, we got him to, you know, we got our oldest boy to get to a place of understanding where, your point of view and why, it, you know, uh, your point of view and what it is that he's expecting and what it's required for respect and what have you. And he, you know, chances are when he will walk through the door, he's going to apologize to you and, you know. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, but look, here's here's why he said, you know, here's where his mindset is. He says that you've cursed him out, you've done this, you've done that, and all of a sudden his hackles go up. He's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was like, you know, and, you know, I, I, and I was like, I was like, you know what, Tony, I'm not really giving you the charge, but you said, you said out of your own mouth that. You didn't understand what was going on and why he was doing it. This was the answer that I got. You asked about, you asked the question, and this is the answer that I got in response to what you've got going on here. And then, you know, he pauses for a minute like, oh, my gosh, I don't really have to get into an argument. (laughs) She's not accusing me, but the charge has been put out there, and and then he's like, well, well, why didn't he talk to me himself? I was like, you know what? You're his father. He is not going to come up against you like that and tell you that, you know, he feels disrespected by you. Because even that, even that comment in and of itself would be res- considered disrespectful. But, and <laughs> what I want to, <laughs> but what I want you to recognize, ladies and gentlemen, is like, especially that point there where I am talking to, my ex-husband, I wanted him to understand that I, you know, that I wasn't give necessarily giving him the charge that, yeah, I knew that, the, you know, his hackles were going to go up, but I was not really interested in like getting into an argument with him about that, but he did ask the question and I let him know what the answer to his question was. And that was my end game to get him to understand what his role was and the experience that he was having with our oldest son. Now, let's just say, I'm not going to go into more details about that, but since then, there seems to be more harmony between him and our oldest son after that conversation. And the thing is, is that if you're going to have a disagreement, you have to decide what is it 
what is your end game? Unless you like just like debating. And if you're a person who likes debating, you better join the debate club because nobody really wants to go down that rabbit hole. You know, there are a lot of people out there that are not wanting to really go down that rabbit hole with you and just know, you know, if you like to engage into a, a spirited debate, then fine. Just so long as you recognize that 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 is a part of your, your temperament, that is a part of your personality, and that the end game is to just engage in lively conversation and maybe that just maybe pick up a few things here and there that will add to your you know add to your conversation piece, add to your knowledge of what it is that you want to talk about. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you say engage in lively conversation? Engage in lively conversation because if it's a debate, then it's more of a lively conversation than a oh full-fledged argument. <laughs> anyway, That's anyway. interesting. I like that. <laughs> but just, just so you know, have an objective in mind if you're going to it, because that's not normal. That that whole yelling and screaming at each other and what have you. I mean, the thing is, is that the thing is, is that if you do that, if you just yell and scream without an objective, without some type of end game in mind, people are going to get a bunch of hurt feelings. And you're going to get to, you may get to a place where you may say something or you may do something that is so hurtful that you're not able to recover from that. Uh, okay. And, you know, but we're, we're going to, we're going to, uh, you know, I'm going to table this for, my, for myself right now and let, <laughs> let King talk because I know I've been very passionate, normal, normal arguments. My arguments are not normal, y'all. It should not. If it is, it should not be, because there's no, there is no winner in the arguments. For real, for real. There's really, they're just a bunch of hurt people that keep repeating the cycle of just being hurt and never coming to any type of resolution about nothing. <laughs> for the moment. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, look, look. So my question now is, is is lively conversation normal? Oh, you know what? Uh, there are people. Here's the thing. I've I've recognized. I'm. You know the. I recognize that there are people who like to argue. Now, whether or not it's conditioning or whether or not I I I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's a thing, but I know that that is a thing for some people. But you better let people know so that they don't take what you say personally. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, but what do you? I mean, you're asking me the question, but what do you think? Because I will tell a person in, in a moment. I'm like, you know what? I'm not about to gate and engage in a debate with you. You're gonna have to find somebody else to work this one out with. Because I'm not going down that rabbit hole. There's no, there's no point. Well, I think it's interesting except that maybe, except me, except maybe me being annoyed at you for trying to get me to go down that road with you. But you know, well, I mean, hey. I think it's a good point that you bring up when you say lively conversations. I'm, this is my first exposure to it from this level. 
um, and I like it because personally speaking, I think any conversation with me should be lively anyway because I like to be a person that expresses some sort of emotion as opposed to being monotone or uh, having some mundane scenario going on. But you may very well interject when you see an argument about to occur in a conversation that you are willing to engage in lively conversation, but I am not going to have an argument with you. Okay. Yeah, so okay. that's some insights that you shared Is with there me, anything which else? I can appreciate. You know, I can appreciate that because oh. there's a distinction that's clear to me that you bring that up because people who are conditioned to certain behavior find that behavior to be normal for them when in actuality it is not. So what may be normal for you may not be normal for me, but I'm not going to allow you to inject your normal condition on my situation when it's not normal for me. Because when you're abnormal, I'm going to hold you up and say, wait a minute, because I need to have a place of coming to understand what's going down. So you said something about um, knowing what the end game is. What the, Can you elaborate on that for me? I'm sorry. I, the 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 call just kind of phased out on me. Would you please ask the question again? You said knowing what the end game, having an end game oh, in mind. Oh, you want me to? Okay. I want you to elaborate on okay. what, what what do you mean so, by that? So so okay. So when I know that a situation it could possibly get into what I call a sort of a hot zone where people are real sensitive about what it is that that is about to be shared. I actually I actually go over in my mind because uh, go over in my mind what I want to happen. What type of end game do I want to see? What is it that I want the outcome to be? So uh, one of the reasons why I used to, why I talk about this is because, again, my my ex husband was really like a great teacher, a great teacher for uh, for me. So there would be times when I know that a subject matter would be a real sensitive issue for him, and and I would think in my mind like, okay, what do I want? What do I want as an end result? And most times it had more to do with our children, that I wanted, wanted him to be in agreement with something with, for, with me about what would happen. So say for instance, say for instance, like when, when he finally moved over to the East Coast, 
and when it came to dealing with the children. Well, I wasn't in the place yet where I wasn't in the place yet of having a job, but I wanted to see the children. And I did have a little bit of money, but I did not have enough uh, for them to actually, you know, eat with the money that I had at the moment. So I got him to agree to bring the children, bring the children to the train station and meet me at the train station, but also to provide enough money for me to get half for them so that I could give them something to eat because we were going to be out for almost the whole day. And I knew that he would not want to do that, but I was willing to step into that conversation and and have that with him, you know, and, and have that with him. And one of the things that I experienced with him was that during the time he was, he wasn't being communicative. He did not necessarily agree to the date. So that means that, that means that I have to be on you to say, okay, so are you going to bring the children? Because I, I mean, I've already made this agreement with you that you would bring them to, uh, bring them to the train station, and you haven't get, gotten back to me. So what is, you know, what are you doing? And so, and so there was a bit of a, there was a bit of a scuffle or a skirmish there, a verbal scuffle and skirmish there, in order to make that happen. But the end result was. He gave me the money so that we could feed our children so that, you know, when we're traipsing all over, all over New York city that, you know, by the time I get them back to him, they're not hungry. Um, and, and that, that was, that's what I mean by in, in result or in game. Like if they're, if you're going to engage in an argument and there is no, it's a, like a dead end experience, and there's nobody, there's no, there's no objective in mind, there's no in game in mind. Then what are you doing? You're expending a lot of energy, and you know, for me, uh, being an introvert, conserving energy, uh, conserving energy, and having having result after after an engagement like that is is more conducive for my the way I operate in the world. Um again, I don't really think that argument, you know, having arguments is really normal. But understand that if you're going to engage, you know, if you're going to engage in in uh an argument, then you may want to have an end game in mind. But this is not, you know, I I mean, I accept him for who he is, but the way that, the, you know, the way he gets like really riled up about stuff and then and then totally and ha- has a tendency to misunderstand me and misunderstand my meaning quite a bit. So I have to I have to make sure that I have my sort of ducks in a row like, OK, so in this situation, I wasn't really talking about you. I was talking to the children. Yeah, I was talking to the children. I'm I'm just giving another example. But yeah, uh, you know, a lot of the things I don't. Ta- I'm not talking about you. I'm talking to the children about their behavior. It has nothing to do with you. Okay. Anyway. Hey, listen. <laughs> listen. Listen to me. Listen to me. 
it's interesting how the mind operates, right? Because as I'm listening to you, I hear you envisioning the experience. I hear you reliving the experience. And I hear the emotion of you in that experience, which yeah. is not the uh, that I uh, know. Yeah. You know what I'm and I, I find <laughs> it interesting because what happens with our mind is our mind can take us to any place at any time. And through meditation, which is key, we can learn to control our emotions and become master of our emotions even when we are speaking of a situation which we can relive in our mind, which will be a memory, which will ignite an emotion, a feeling that can take us right back to where we once were. Now, people have a tendency to do that, but people do not have a tendency to find that meditation is a normal thing. So we have to readjust ourselves across the board to align ourselves to be in the moment, even when we are speaking of a moment that was. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's I think it's great. I think it's great because I'm I'm loving that that because it brings to mind the recognition that through meditation we learn to master our emotions because we allow our mind to quiet. Now, I find it interesting that when you brought forth the end game, I find that that's quite interesting because as you was bringing up the issue previously of uh, our business partners getting into a heated debate, if you will, I can work on obtaining a certain outcome, looking for the an intended end game, if you will, through developing an objective that leads towards my desired end result. Now, that will work when you can plan ahead. But what of those spontaneous eruptions? And what I thought about immediately was the need for that focused meditation on that calm, that peace, that being able to align yourself. So when a spontaneous eruption does occur out of the blue, you can handle it so much better than react to it. You can respond to it. What are your thoughts? Um, I will say that I'm still a work in progress and haven't quite gotten there yet. I mean, well, or let's just put it this way. Uh, there are certain people that I can be that present for um, and not have that issue because I know that their their eruption 
has nothing to do with me. So there's a girlfriend of mine who just was, you know, was experiencing some challenges. Uh, she was, she's make, she's making a transition over from being an employee over to being um, yeah, yeah, a real estate agent. And she's been on her grind for making a sale for over a year and working on teams and working for other people and showing up for other people and doing what have you. And she, one day she calls me and she's just, you know, she just kind of explodes and, and she is pretty much what she's saying is like, well, you know, why is she in this life? You know, that this is exhausting. It's hard. It's hard changing. I mean, it, you know, and screaming at the top of her lungs that she does not want to be here. That the only reason that she feels that she's here is because of the child she gave birth to. But otherwise, you know, she would check out. And it's so hard doing her journey by herself. You know, uh, with a young this young person in tow, like you know, how is it that she got into this experience? Now she being went here, on and on and the planet on the planet on the planet Earth, being an Earthling, being Earthbound, okay. as you know, the guy. Yeah. Being Earthbound, but yeah, no, I think that it was just she she had traveled one path. And and she is making her transition from the path that she was on to being a metaphysician and putting all of those uh, putting all of the laws of um, putting all of the laws of the universe uh, to work. And she, you know, making that transition from the where she's been to where it is that she wants to be. It's not, you know, it's not wasn't hasn't been an easy road for her. So she was, but that, but that was, but, you know, in that moment, you know, I just sat there and I just listened to her because first off that, that really isn't, that had nothing to do with me. She's not trying to pull me into the drama and all I needed to do was be present for her. And I called the rest of my prayer warriors up and, you know, or texted my prayer warriors up and said, you know, she's going through a challenging time. Would you pray for her at this time? Because, you know, she's really, she's in a place of going through. Um, so it's really easy for me to do that do that for a person who just is just exploding just about life and it was it wasn't it did not feel even and the, here's the thing I, I recognize this but again like I said I'm still a work in progress even when people are yelling and screaming about about you at you uh, about whatever it is that they are wanting to blame you for that really has nothing to do with you either. But it certainly feels like a <laughs> it, it feels like a personal attack and and I think that for myself um, unless it's something that I'm truly expecting from them all the time because I've observed that that's what they do um it's a little bit more challenging for me to deal with that. 
especially when it's sort of unexpected, when it comes up unexpected, uh, unexpected, and it seems that it's being directed at me because they're frustrated with their own experience, it's a little bit more challenging. It can be done, but it, it can be done. I know that there are people, you know, they they talk about the, oh, the, that story that you shared with me about the man who, the priest, or was it a monk, that was accused of uh, impregnating this girl, and so they brought the baby, you know, after the baby was born, they brought the baby to him. And then he was like, okay. And then it turns out the girl had actually lied and then came back and got, um, and the family came back and like apologized for accusing him of, of um, impregnating the girl and when she, he hadn't at all. And they come and take the, the baby who's about maybe what, one, two years old. <laughs> and the monk says, okay. I don't know if the after the after the two years I would have been so inclined to give the baby back, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. So that 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 was uh, the the situation I think was more along the lines of being in the moment and accepting the now, because it oh. was somebody else's experience, as you were saying. So every time. There was an accusation, if you will. He would just simply say, "Is that so?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and whatever <laughs> those people felt was the best response and their behavior to that experience, he was allowing, which is another practice that's not easy for the average person to do as well. Um, because resistance is the norm <laughs> of our society <laughs> and ourselves, where in allowing, which is not the norm, uh, people will find that you can live a much easier life. And it just so happened the monk was an individual who was able to flow with these experiences because in those experiences, he too learned something as it continued to go forward, and that's the key. Even though there is the moment of now, now it's only for that moment. Now, for me, now only prepares you for what is to come because now does not last for so long. Like, look at that. Right now, it's three seconds ago. That now that I was just talking about, <laughs> and there goes another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now never really stays, see, now never really stays here. Now it's a constant. So it's okay. it's interesting. Uh, one of the things I like is when you feel yourself sometimes frustrated in life, or things are at a place to where it seems a bit difficult. You have to sometimes say say to yourself, even though there's that process of allowing, and there's the process of um, being in the now, there is also the process of knowing that this too shall pass. Okay. So uh, we've we've talked about arguments, but let's just say that this thing of of 
normalizing or this normalization of certain behaviors that shouldn't be. So on a, on a larger scale, I would say uh, another normalization that's taking place in the United States now is this thing with the mass shootings that are taking place. And, you know, one of the things that I find interesting about that is just the, the, the pattern that I'm seeing of the type of people who are going ahead and doing, uh, committing these uh, atrocities. Um, and the thing that's really, you know, it, it's happened with such regularity and there is such a pervasive um, resistance within this country to really address this in, a, in a, an effective way that it, because and it has it has more to do with monies than it does about just honoring honoring life and it, there are of all of the of all of the developed nations we have like the highest the United States has the highest number of mass shootings in the world of all of the developed nations. This is not it has become a norm, but it is not normal. There is a need for a change in our paradigm that it, it's not it's not about it's not about you know we're not telling you to to get rid of your guns or what have you but here's here's a thought maybe if we take out you know make it illegal in this country to have um automatic weapons that are weapons grade that that are used in wars we take those off of the street maybe we will not have so many shootings or what about what about addressing the issues of i guess you could say do we want to call it mental illness yes uh, we do but these, <laughs> okay yes we do and the reason why i say that is or, because or addressing it, the, it, it it goes it goes so much deeper than that because I hear you saying maybe we should make it illegal, but this is an interesting twist to your comment. It is illegal to kill people no matter how you do it. So to make something illegal doesn't really stop it because it is illegal to kill somebody. Or, or make and it everybody illegal. pretty much it un- knows yeah. that. <laughs> so there's I something abnormal going on. Yeah, there is something there is something wrong with maybe and maybe we really need to take that under consideration that we need to we need to think about the mass consciousness here in the United States when it comes to people and their weapons. I anyway, I, well, I, mean, I, I don't want to go you too know deep what? into that. Yeah, you know. I just wanted to share with you. It's interesting you mentioned that, but I just saw 
a news blurb of a person in North Carolina that had went to a college that he was rejected from being in a fraternity of which the conversation with someone revealed he had weapons of which he was planning on using at the school because he was rejected from going into the fraternity. So I bring that up because you mentioned mental illness, number one. Two, you mentioned the aspect of making things illegal. And what was odd about this particular situation is this individual actually went to North Carolina so that he could purchase a weapon because it was easier to purchase it in North Carolina. I just want to throw that out there. So we are dealing with some very, very interesting uh, issues here, stuff which we're not getting to the root of at all. <laughs> Not as an individual, but you know, as as a country, yeah, as a but society. We'll, or, yes, yes, and also, also one of the things that um, I've observed is, you know, there there are things that are taking place right now in our world that are really just out just truly out of order because it brings in the victimization of other beings and the fact that they're that they're taking place in the world like okay so one of the things that I've you know I've noticed is like there is there, there seems to be a, a stronger attack against the feminine, where women are getting kidnapped, and and like this is, you know, this this seems to be a part of the culture or the vi- victimization of young girls, and not really allowing them to come into full maturity and and bringing them into sex slavery and just slavery, you know, slavery itself the way that it, we are better than this and the, understand that, that these things, I'm sure that the people who are listening right now can be in agreement on these things are really uh, unacceptable and they, they actually affect our, our evolution. Like we, we are better than this. We are better than this. Anyway, Anyway, anything to add, King? I'm looking at conditioned behavior because we're looking at a variety of personalities, people with a variety of backgrounds. And I just heard the news that there was a rideshare individual that was driving along doing a rideshare pool of which I hate negativity, but I'm just throwing it out there 
to just represent what we are facing. The ride share from what the news reported had the driver, had another passenger, and picked up another person who happened to be on PCP, who happened to have a gun, who happened to kill the rider and the driver. Now, I just heard in the news, I think within the last two days, that there was an incident that had occurred to where the individual actually said the devil told them to do it. Now, there is that which is normal, that which is abnormal, that which is right, under the righteousness or the right thing to do and that which is not right or out of order in the scheme of what should be acceptable and unacceptable. Now, I'm not trying to twist words and what have you, but I'm hoping that I'm heard clearly because this links back to conditioned behavior. Now, if a person's behavior starts to shift, there should be some bells and whistles going off. It's like you said um, when you started the show, sound the alarm. Wake up, wake up, sound the alarm. When you see some stuff going off that ain't right, you better sound the alarm because something's going on. Okay, so here's another thing. Now, this this is something that I think that many people can relate to. Like, okay, so this new thing that people are doing <laughs> – of video recording everything. You know, you see somebody being victimized and instead of just going up and saying what you doing because you know, what you doing, you're videotaping somebody get beat up. Sounds to me you like know, that's an accomplice. I understand. <laughs> Just, I, I, you know, let's just say that, you know, okay, so here, here's the situation. One, one of the things that I, I recalled, and and then thing, the thing that the thing that's so disturbing about it is the like people's reaction to stuff like this. But there was, I recall seeing one video. This young lady, she was naked and she was running out in the middle of the street. And she was, you know, I, I, I don't know if she was high or if she was uh, under some sedative or whatnot, but the guy is videotaping her running down the street naked, and he, she's coming up to the car. Now, I understand maybe you don't want to necessarily get involved, 
but driving off and telling her that she's crazy without even like you know without even inquiring like well, what's going on with you that you're naked out here in this you know this weather that is like I think during the time it was like it was really cold and and the thought that came to my mind was uh remember years back that there was who was the who was the guy that was eating the 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 fellas he was eating the eating eating his victims Jeffrey Dahmer Jeffrey Dahmer do you know that that and the thing that's so the thing that was so sad about this about one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims is that they one of them got got enough going on with themselves that they actually went free but Jeffrey Dahmer was able to convince them that you know that he was having a lover's lover's quarrel and it actually turned that one of the victims had run away from Jeffrey Dahmer and caught up with him and the only reason that man died was because of people's personal prejudices against you know people who are gay it's just you know, I guess that was my when I saw the woman out there naked, and and there's a videotape of it, and people are you know ooing and on and laughing, and I'm like, this is not funny. There was if somebody is walking out in the street, uh, walking out in the street, and they're you know running out in the street and they're naked and they're trying to come up to your vehicle, it, you know at least at least wait maybe wait around and you'll call the police or something. You know, or at least the, well, maybe the EMTs. Maybe you'll call the EMTs for the person who's naked. All right. Um, But, but, you know, do something else other than video recording. That stuff is, (laughs) that has become a norm, and that stuff's not normal. Like us, like, you know, taking a video is not actually engaging in making the whole situation better. I'm just saying. But think you about know, it. I, I, think about it. Think about it. How normal is video recording 10 years ago? You see the shift? Things that were not normal at one point in time can assume the characteristic of being normal which is totally abnormal because they haven't adjusted to its nuance. And there's no real regulations. Uh, speaking of that, one of the things that we talked about at the meeting is a protocol that needs to be established. And there's a moral code that society should embrace. But as we continue to be more tolerant, to the whims of anybody's desire to do things, we find that we become a hodgepodge of inconsistencies. I was just sharing with somebody the other day how if allowed, people could have illicit acts occur inside of a restaurant if you don't make 
some sort of protocol in regards to this not happening or that not happening. But society needs to raise the bar. Yeah, and um, it's, it's a moral turpitude that's kind of creeping in. I started to write that as the title of that book when I said um, The Power of Choice, A Path of Divine Royalty to Conquer. I said moral turpitude, but I think I changed it to, to darkness, to conquer darkness. Um, there's a darkness coming about, coming over our society collectively. And we are being manipulated into believing that things are normal that are, that is not. And we have to make a stand. Absolutely. And, 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 and I, I suppose that ultimately that that is what, you know, that what we want people to understand that, that you don't have to, if there are things that are unacceptable, then do not accept them. You know, there there has to be some type of bar that is set. And the thing that's really, I, I think that it's unfortunate um, about human beings, but this is something that I've observed, which is, People will follow the wave of what is, quote, unquote, the, a part of the mass consciousness, not really setting a sort of a, a standard moral code for themselves. Like there are some people who are out there that ha- that that really do need to be governed and told, no, this is not this is not what we do. In order to, in because you know, in, in order to act in governance of themselves, they you know, they follow the mass consciousness. One of the things that I, you know, that. <laughs> I recently had uh, another thing that is has become a norm that shouldn't be is this whole thing with cursing using some type of profanity and it is something that is that has leaked into almost every aspect of life. I can't walk down the streets of Baltimore without hearing somebody use the F-bomb, you know, or, you know, calling somebody M- <laughs> MF or whatever the case may be. I mean, it, it's just so pervasive, so pervasive. And even in the books who are quote-unquote <laughs> spiritual books, you know, I I will say I have like, you know, I, you know what, I'm not going to call anybody out. But the thing that's so it, it it's it's in our literature, it has become it's in the media, it's uh, you know it's uh, down the streets. People are cursing out their children, like really, like King 
before we even got on the air, was showing me about the showing me this little girl who apparently had had a BM in her pants, and she's using the S word to say that she, you know, that that's what she did, and that she did not want to do it. I mean, like really, and 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 posting it on social media like this is something that's acceptable. Understand this, ladies and gentlemen. The, I'm, I'm going to share with you the reason why this should not be a norm. Words have a certain vibration. They they do, all of them. I mean, the only ones that I think that have any type of neutral, neutrality to them is he, she, it, them, the, and, you know, those those words. But when you're putting the words together, or when you're putting the words together, like, Okay, so there was somebody who had engaged in a conversation with me on on uh, what is it on social media on Facebook because I put put up a post about curse words and how it actually it actually interferes with your spiritual evolution when you do this that curse words are the language of demons. So <laughs> she took umbrage <laughs> of what I said and saying that, that, you know, that words were just words, but words carry a vibration. And she was saying it was about how you used it. And she tried to use a Bible quote on me, and the Bible quote pretty much said that a person who uses, you know, a person who uses, uh, you know, uh, uses, did they start talk about curse words in that one? You know the, you know the, um, what is it? The, I can't recall the quote of it. But essentially, it said that the person who uses words uses certain words. That 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 the words of the you know she said that it was about the way we talk to each other about cursing each other, and it it said pretty much that the words that you use actually curse yourself. That that you're going to be eating the fruit of your own words. <laughs> So it's not even about how you treat the other person as much as you eating what type of fruit do you want to eat? How what type do you want to eat a sweet first or fruit or do you want to eat fruit that is cursed? So she used an example of using a curse word with a compliment as opposed to using a curse word with uh with uh insult. And essentially what I said to her and I share with all of you, if curse words are the language of demons and it affects our uh, it, it affects our ev- spiritual evolution, regardless of how you use it, the words in and of themselves have their own vibration. The words ha- words have their own vibration. So you can be using a curse word. And giving somebody a compliment, but what you, maybe you are actually doing is cursing the thing that you're complimenting, that you're that you're making it. There's a possibility that you're casting a spell to make that beautiful thing ugly because you used the curse word in order to describe it. 
Anyway, anyway, it. But that's another thing it, it that we have to address that has become a norm, which is not. Yeah. Think about it. There was a time to yes. where you and could walk down the street and you would not hear a person cuss at another person, especially when elders were around. Because they were like, or or children for that matter, because I remember as I was growing up, they'd be like, man, uh, you see the lady coming down the street, man, watch your mouth, watch your tongue. You know, the brothers would actually correct each other. And, like, and then we would apologize, excuse me, ma'am, we, we apologize for for that. And they felt respected. We're, we're getting to a place where respect is, is losing its grip. It's um, like... Uh, I'm going to be writing a book soon. I got several books that's in the queue. Um, the common sense mystery of why we are here. And one of the things in that book is the phrase that we are hearing more and more. Sense is not common like it used to be. Okay, <laughs> and I'm sure that the that the family is looking forward to hearing what you have to share in that book. But I I think that you know you are going to be coming up on um, a call pretty soon, so we should go ahead and cut shut this down. But what? is there anything? <laughs> said you want to share before we get off the air. Yeah, because somebody's supposed to be calling you back pretty soon, and I I want to be off before 930. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've been on here for <laughs> an hour and, what is it, 18 minutes? Yeah, almost well, about so that have time. We been having, have we been having lively conversations? Yes, we have been have I guess I guess ladies and gentlemen, I feel pretty passionate about this particular subject. Like there's some stuff that's going on that you know that just like really you know that we're we're so much better than this. We're so much better than this. And we need to well, rein in rein in our behavior and rein in the stuff all. that we do. Yeah. You know? One of the things I want to share is you know the song that you played earlier. It said, who's watching the watcher? Who's policing the police? With that being said, watch yourself. Police yourself. <laughs> and get yourself together. <laughs> okay. So, family, I oh, we're, we're going to call it a night. Um, I will be on tomorrow, and I forgot what the subject of that particular show is going to be, but please feel free to join me. You know, I, I think that I'm pretty interesting, and if you think I'm interesting and you want, feel free to share our shows with other people. We are always interested in having new listeners. It, it does actually help us. Uh, to maintain and keep this show open and available for free um, if you if you invite people to listen in. But anyway, I will be joining you tomorrow, and the show is 
you the show tomorrow is healing paradigms and it's about you having to die to who you are for your evolution so it it should be a pretty interesting topic anyway family we love you we bless you we appreciate you we thank god for you and we yeah. know that wherever you are god is ashay Every time I turn on the news, I can't seem to tell a lie from the truth. Earthquakes all over the place, contaminated water in Flint is so crazy. Big Pharma making big gold bucks, selling all these deadly and addictive drugs. We don't even know what we can eat. We got genetically modified broccoli, and they're cloning animals and eating the meat. The next thing they turn around, they're cloning you and me. The way they do the human race is a ridiculous crime. And Colin Kaepernick's me got y'all losing your mind. Come on.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.